0: You are listening to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. The following teaching was given by one of the missionaries that our church supports. Jesus has called the church to go into all the world and proclaim the good news. And our support for missions is an important part of fulfilling the Great Commission. We hope you enjoy this teaching and are encouraged to participate in the great task of taking the gospel to all people. As I share this morning, I, I just want to frame it. in a a theme, in a scriptural theme. And that is that you were made to make a difference. Each and every one of us. In Psalm 139, verse 16, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Isn't that amazing? Our days were ordained by God and written in His book. You know, our Heavenly Father, He has potential that He wants us to reach. And He created us for a purpose. In Romans 8, um, uh, chapter 8, it it says, uh, Therefore, my brothers, we have an obligation. So not only are our days ordained, but we have an obligation Uh, But it's not to the sinful nature to live according to it. Uh, For you live according to... If you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body and you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So, in other words, God ordained days for us to live, but we have an obligation because every day we have a battle. Every day we are fighting sin, self, and Satan. And it's choices we have to make. Are we going to live the the life that God called us to live, or are we going to succumb? But because God's spirit is in us, when we fall and we fail, we can get back up again and fulfill our destiny in God. Uh. Romans 8 is one of my favorite chapters in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. We know that by grace we're saved through faith and not of ourselves. It's a gift of God and not of any works that anyone can boast. And then it says, for we are God's workmanship. And that means we are His masterpiece. Right now, uh, I'm part of an art exhibit on Benfield Road and and, uh, 43 years ago, I went to the Maryland Institute of Art in Baltimore and began to lead people to Christ and disciple them and began a prayer meeting that uh, I was only there for one semester, but that prayer meeting went on for years and years and years. And, uh, um, but anyway, uh, so with seven of those artists uh, that were, uh, we were together, right now we have an art exhibit on Benfield Road at the McBride Gallery, And we just had a gathering over at Severn Covenant um, celebrating uh, the beginning of the Arundel Christian Fellowship and the artists that came together. And um, it's really neat to see God. He made us for a purpose. And that purpose is to disciple other people. Isn't that great? And, And we get to see how... That just goes out over the years as we're faithful to it. Oh, for we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We're not saved by works. But He made us for a purpose and um, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Before the foundations of this world were laid, God had a plan for your life to be active in the redemption of this world. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? And um, so I, I want to share with you some of the things that uh, God has been doing with us. Um, we, we were in Mexico from 88 to 94. We raised our children there. We had a lot of hardships. And uh, up against a, a mafioso uh, lawyer and... Um, I actually died, went into heaven and came back and, and uh, when we got kicked out of Mexico by the Catholic Church uh, we went to Houston we landed in Houston, started a church and with our video Bible school we took the gospel to 20 uh, some countries on four continents and on television in different countries and all and see from the very beginning you guys have been a part of all that and you know we have individual calls, but we have a corporate call. And uh, people in the military, they understand that people that are on the front lines don't have anything if they don't have the support from behind. And so corporately, uh, we have a work to do together. Many people um, think it's all about um, you know what they can do, but uh, not only is there the individual call which none of us really do anything as individuals. Um, But as the body of Christ, we can do things. And so we built a large church in Houston, and and I was traveling around the world, um, uh, helping to develop leadership uh, around the world with Latins uh, teaching on these videos. And and then um, we went back to the mission field, and I was in Guatemala uh, for... uh, about a month and a half and and God spoke to me and, and he told me to go back to Mexico and you know, when you go through really really difficult times where three of us out of the five of us almost died in Mexico and to go back and, um, and all I did was say Carol, I think God wants us to go back and you know what her reply to me was? You're crazy now. <laughs> she said, well, then I'll start back. So we went back, and see, God made me some promises. First of all, before we left Mexico, he told me that one day we would be based out of the Puerto Vallarta area, I delivered a truckload of Gideon Bibles from Guadalajara uh, down into Mexico and only spent one, uh, in, into Puerto Vallarta, and only spent one night there. And, and God spoke to me in a dream. And, um, and, and he told me that one day we'd be there. And, and I never forgot that. And, and, and when my one board member came down to Guatemala and challenged me to go and I said, Randy, no, I'm not going to Mexico. I, I live in Houston. I work around the world. Why would I ever want to do that? And the Holy Spirit said, wrong answer. <laughs> what are you going to do? You going to live for safety and comfort and for your own pleasure? Or were you bought with a price? I've always wanted to be in the military. My wife her dad's Air Force and uh, did three tours in Thailand and, and Vietnam, and, and she said, "I read serve my time." But I tell you, I feel more like a, a marine than a missionary or a minister. <laughs> I've been shot at numerous times, and, um, and it, it's a constant risk of life. But anyway um, so we went back, but God showed me something. Uh, before I went, I, I saw the bow of an old fishing boat from the time of Christ with the, the nets out in the fog, and, and then it disappeared in the fog again, and I saw the bow break forth out of the mist and and then disappear, and, and I saw this over a dozen times, and I, I just thought I was looking at the same fishing boat. But the last frame was... I saw a fleet of fishing boats. Now, y'all came down and uh, helped us to, you were down in the mud, remember? (laughs) I mean, you you went through the mud to get to the mud where you were digging foundations in the trenches. And um, we've gotten to the third floor, Brett, and we hold pastor's meetings up there. But for nine years, I I have um, kind of been frustrated because God told me, he told me, if you go back to Mexico, you'll see a, a great harvest, a great harvest. And I went and I worked in the city dump and, you know, there's very moving and touching things from children eating out of the garbage and, you know, the things that we helped them with. And, and, and then we built our center in Miscalis, a lot of competition at the dump. And, you know, other people want to come in. We're not going to fight with anybody to... You know, there's so much need everywhere. And, we, and people in our community begged us to, to start a work there. And, and, um, but anyway, I, I, I have said to God, you know, God, did you set me up? Did I... Did I hear from you? Are you playing with me? You, you ever get mad at God? <laughs> you ever question your own sanity? I want to tell you something. After nine years, we're seeing the harvest. We're overseeing 12 works now in Mexico. And in May, I, I, I just went from Puerto Vallarta to Cancun... We ordained a, a, a home church minister um, to be part of a fellowship, and we married him and his wife, and and um, and we have people that want to affiliate with us from Mexico City, from Monterey, and and, and different places. But I, I want to tell you something: God's faithful. Our days were ordained by Him. He made us for a purpose. We have an obligation to fight the good fight and to get up when we fall because we all fall. Who inheres without sin? But we get up. and We go again. You know, There's nothing, nothing that can separate us from our God-given destiny. Not life nor death, nor angels or principalities or powers, not nakedness or soul. Great is his love for us. And for the world. So, you know, I thank God. I want to tell you about a hellhole where we're working. I've worked for almost seven years in Cartonlandia. Cartonlandia was being developed by a cartel person who was defrauding the people. And she had five um, construction uh, projects in different cities and her throat was slit in a Mexican prison. And so squatters came from all over Mexico into these 1,500 building lots. And they've lived in cardboard and pallets and and black plastic. And I've been going in there ministering uh, over the years and speaking in little makeshift uh, churches with... Uh, garden cloth over top that's flapping in the wind and, and ministering to the people. And, and God told me it was time for us to start our own work there. We went to all the properties adjacent uh, to the squatter's uh, land. Almost 10,000 people living in a postage stamp. You can imagine. And um, we couldn't find anything with a clear title. So we went in there knowing that we would face hardship, and I told Carol just put it on the books as rental. <laughs> and um, I, uh, the people have little septic's, and, and and they empty the sewer and throw it onto the street every morning. The children have hookworms crawling in their skin, uh, going to their brain. One day, I was ministering in a little church there. And there was about 25 kids with their notebooks because they knew a foreigner was going to be speaking. And what they wanted to do, they were hoping that I was going to preach in English because they were going to take notes and learn English. And I disappointed them because I was preaching in Spanish. And, and so they cornered me after the service. And they said, will you teach us English? They see it as a way out of their poverty. And so we committed to going in there and, and, and developing a program to minister to these children. Um, we, we've had a real struggle. Uh, the government is tied in to um, all this, extorting the poor and creating... It's just been difficult, and they shut us down. Um, and uh, we started up again uh, when we got permission. And, um, and, and so as we're teaching them English, and, and one day the children are just hammering their fist on the table and say, we are hungry.
1: We are hungry. We are hungry.
0: And as we started to begin to try to feed the children when they would eat meat, they'd say, just a little bit of chicken, their stomachs hurt because they weren't used to digesting meat. This past Christmas, you know those little shoe boxes that you all stuff and send off with Samaritans Purse. We distributed 550 among our churches in the Puerto Vallarta area And and then we disciple those children for six weeks afterwards. And it's making a difference. Your giving and your support is making a difference. And what I'm finding, even though we're getting older and getting less hair up here and what we have is, is gray, our ministry is growing exponentially because we're developing and working through others. And I believe our greatest days and greatest harvest is ahead of us. Because our days, your days, my days, are, are ordained by God and written in his book. How many of you remember having scrapbooks? Your mom keeping scrapbooks anything that happened, any little special thing that you did. Well, God's got chronicles of the king's kids. He's got a scrapbook. And you're in it. And I'm in it. And our days are ordained by him. At the same time, when I was in Guatemala, I had a dream. Got to watch those dreams. In that dream, I was in a Caribbean island and I saw two men, fishermen of African descent, speaking Spanish, cleaning out their net with fishing boats on either side of them. And I woke up and I'm trying to think, now where was that dream? And I thought about Cuba. I've worked from one end of the island to the other. Uh, I I thought about Belize. And as I'm going through and analyzing where is this place in the Caribbean, I quickly realized that it was the island of Hispaniola, that it was the Dominican Republic. And because I run with people who work internationally, I could have made a phone call in the next week. I could have been in Santo Domingo preaching the gospel but I didn't, but I never forgot that dream. Then I had a, a grandson born. I've got a Mexican, I've got a Dominican, I've got two with Puerto Rican blood. And, uh, and, and a family member of, of my grandson was asking for some chairs and I, I said, Henry, his name's Pedro Alberto Torero Hernandez. I said, Henry, that's why we call him Henry. But uh, <laughs> I said, I don't have uh, anything to buy the chairs with. But I was speaking over in Georgetown, Delaware, at my mom's church, and doing five services, last one in Spanish. And a contractor came up and said, Lee, um, God told me to give you a building. And I said, That's interesting. And so I went to his office and he told me about a 20 by 30 metal building that he wanted to give me. And, and the pastor says, Lee, you don't get anything until you have the land. And so I, I challenged him. I said, God told you that? He says, yeah, God told me. And to give you that, I said, well, God told me I'm going to feed 300 children and they're not going to fit in that building. Could you go back and talk to God again? <laughs> I said, could you give me a 40 by 60 roof instead of a 20 by 30 building? And he said, I can do that. So I got on a plane the next week, my first time landing in the Dominican Republic. And as I'm traveling seven hours from the capital and I come into Oviedo, the first thing someone said to me is, let's go into the national park and there we went to the laguna. There were two fishing Two fishing boats. And they were cleaning. Speaking Spanish. Our days are ordained by God. And he has good works for you and I to walk in. But we got to make a decision. Are we going to give in to self, and selfishness, and sin, and Satan? Or are we going to fulfill our destiny? Are we going to make the sacrifices that are necessary and walk in it? Because God has our days ordained. I went in there, met the governor, of the province. I met the leading senator of the Senate. I met a congressman. I met two municipal presidents who were mayors over many towns. I met five city councilmen. I met the the head of the leading political party. And on the second day, I had a promissory note for the best piece of property in the town the highest piece of property, the most central located piece of property between the existing town and the new development that will be being developed over the years to come. Isn't God good? Children of destiny. The group came in. We we poured the piers before they got there and in four days they put up the 40 by 60 roof. Over a year later, we built the sides, we extended the building. It's now, the building's 120 feet long by um, 40 feet wide. Uh, We got another property, we dug a well, there's no water there, and uh, people come with their buckets and containers and, and get water when the center's opened. Brought a group in from Silver Spring, Camp Sunshine. They have youth working from around the country, being trained. And uh, they start coming down a couple years ago. And I walk in our building, and there's 250 kids, 300, 350 kids filling that place, worshiping God. I, I enjoy what Pastor Brett was saying, how your youth are working with the children at our center there, we have educators, and we develop leadership. Our, our leadership team, there's 27 children to youth that work with the, the 100 kids that come to the program on Saturdays. Isn't God good? <laughs> they asked me, they called me Bishop, they, and uh, they said, what do you want from us? And I said, I want you to hear from God. You know, I want you to be led by the Spirit and do what He tells you to do. And they said, that's good. But what do you want from us? I said, I want you to hear from God. I want you to do what He tells you to do. They said, that's good. But what do you want from us? We're 30 minutes from the border of Haiti. I said, I want you to cross that border and start a work in Haiti. And six weeks later they built the relationships and now we have a mission in Haiti. Right now we're trying to purchase the property and I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how we're going to build a center there. We're about five hours from Port-au-Prince, but the roads, there's no real infrastructure of highway going to that frontier. And dealing with customs and all, if you, if you get our newsletter, and could I recommend, that you sign up for our newsletter? Uh, our newsletter just came out. Uh, the UN, the United Nations uh, security team, came in to our rescue and uh, dealing with uh, the customs. Uh, now immigration's under one tree, and customs under another tree. And they were trying to extort money out of us. but anyway, it's a challenge. <laughs> and I want to tell you something. As the darkness gets darker, do you know in Mexico, it's just coming out in the paper? Homicides, violence is up 33 percent over last year. And, um, you know, my life is constantly at risk. Keep us in your prayers. But I want to tell you something. And I, many times I question God God, why do you want me here? Our days are a day, we don't serve at our pleasure. We serve it is, And as the darkness gets darker, the light shines brighter. He wants those children saved. He wants those churches established. He wants new works to be challenged, to not be religious, but to be relational. And win as many as we can for the king. You know, I could keep on going, but I understand you're going to have lunch here. But I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to fight the good fight of faith. And don't compare yourself to someone else. And don't be frustrated because you're not seeing your life in comparison to another life or another ministry. You fulfill your days in the relationship and the setting that God has put you, in the vision that he speaks in your heart. Because in that day, when you stand before him, he's not going to ask you, Why wasn't your life like someone else's? He wants to know were you faithful in fulfilling your God ordained destiny? God has you in your circumstances and situation that you can turn darkness into glory in the glory of God. And for that faithful service you will be rewarded amen amen for more teachings and resources or to learn more about the missions work that Bay Ridge supports please go to www.brcc.church